Welcome to Outliers, a show about the lifestyle and culture of action sports, and I'm Molly Hawkins. You know, when I was a kid, it was skateboarding and snowboarding and the culture uh, that I was surrounded by as a youth that really shaped me into who I am today. All my friends skateboarded. I tried to skateboard. I never really got good at that. But for me, it actually dovetailed into what became a career based around snowboarding. My friends and I would hang out. We would watch the movies, and we were so awestruck by you know these things people were doing. Then for me, it was the industry that supported the films and this industry, the tours, the competitions, all of it. It was it was really the culture and the friends, the community that I developed from hanging out around the skateboarders. Most of my friends that were skateboarding eventually became snowboarders once we were old enough to drive or our parents took us up the mountains and let us convert from skiing to snowboarding. And that's where it all started for me. Uh, Then, you know, when I started snowboarding, I eventually started to compete and I built confidence around uh, those activities. You know, eventually I started to get interested in working in the snowboard industry and that gave me direction gave me something to aim for. When I started to think about college when I was in high school, it was all based around wanting to find out how I can work in marketing for one of these companies that I followed as a kid. So for me, snowboarding, action sports was so important in my childhood development, my, you know, you know, figuring out where I wanted to go. It gave me a trajectory, uh, some place to, to aim for. Um, and I think it is really important for kids to have exposure to sports like skateboarding, snowboarding, biking, wakeboarding, whatever, you know. A lot of kids don't fit into that traditional team sport, you know, program that is just, you know, fed down our throats. I tried. I played softball. I tried soccer. I tried all these other sports, and I just never really fit into the traditional sports programs. So I think it's really important for us to have these kind of opportunities for kids. Here with us today are two friends of mine who are actually playing a pretty active role in connecting youth to action sports. I have Ashley Miller. Hello. And Khalil Equiano. What's up? So you guys, you work with the Service Board. It's an organization that I've had the uh, opportunity to work quite a bit with, but also um, you guys do a lot of work with kids and you engage them through action sports. Can you tell me a little bit about your programs? Um, our program is a mentorship program that focuses on what we're calling action sports, mostly snowboarding and skateboarding, um, community service, and social justice curriculum. So what does that look like? It looks like um, we'll have a um, program nights where we'll talk about like issues that are affecting youth in our city, like, say, teen homelessness or uh, hunger. And then we will talk about all the reasons that go into that. And then we'll do a... Um, community service project around that so like say for teen homelessness we might go to like an orion center or something like that and help out and so they get the theory on one day and they get to see the actual like practice on one day or see that what it was what it's actually like or maybe we'll go for time of hunger go to like a food bank or something like that and help out um and then following week we go snowboarding and it sounds really disjointed but it's not so like um in the neighborhoods of the kids that we serve like they're dealing with a lot of different stuff like um Poverty, racism, immigration, and and then there's like the normal teenage stuff. Who am I? What am I doing here? Um, is school really important? What do I want to do after high school type of stuff? You have all that stuff compounded on them all the time, and it can feel really overwhelming. And we have found that like specifically with snowboarding, um, it gives them this kind of uh, 
this confidence to be able to take on these new challenges and have these new experiences um, without letting the fear of it hold them back. So you start off on a snowboard, you can't stand up. Can't stand up at all. You're so frustrated that you just want to throw the thing. End of the TSB year, you're carving your way down mountains. Whatever mountain it is, you find your niche and you'll be able to do this thing. And you and your friends are going down in groups of five, laughing and joking, looking like a spearmint commercial. And like it's it's amazing. So then when they're like, oh man, I don't know if I'm about this college stuff. I don't know if that's something I can do. And I was like, really? Because you just conquered a mountain. And I think mountains are harder <laughs> than colleges are, you know? They've been around longer, you know? And to be able to see them click and get that and be like, oh yeah, I did. I used to not be able to stand up. And now this is like my favorite sport. So that has uh, that has this huge effect as they're talking about, especially as we're talking about all these different things that are affecting their life. They can be like, okay, these are affecting me, but I feel like I can affect these too. And, uh, and there's something powerful. So we're working with all high school students who are growing up in like South Seattle, Southwest Seattle. So they can see the mountains every day, but it's so rare that they're mm. getting out of their neighborhood. You know, I live on Capitol Hill and they call that the North End. I'm like, this is not North. You don't know North. Um, but getting them out of the city and up into the mountains, especially in wintertime in Seattle, is just a powerful thing to be outside. Uh, and just that the fact that we care enough to give them the equipment to give them access to the mountains is like, that gives them confidence immediately that that somebody is there like giving them the gear, giving them the lessons, like putting the time and energy into them makes them believe that they're worth it. You know, I, I grew up in a pretty average middle class family, um, and so I didn't have as many of the struggles as maybe some of the kids in your program um, do. But I do remember those 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 awkward teen years. The figuring out myself. I mean, we're still struggling with those issues to some degree as adults, you know. And um, I've seen these kids. I've I've had the opportunity to see you guys working with them and see them when they enter the program and when they come out of the program. And it's powerful to see the, those transitions, um, you know. So I see the value for for these kids and having action sports as a bridge mm-hmm. almost. Um, but maybe you can tell me a little bit about how. Youth programs such as the service board uh, help the action sports industry. Well, one, we create more people to be a part of the industry. So of, like, say, the 60 kids that we have um, in our program every year, um, at least half of them want to snowboard for the rest of their life. You know, so we give them all their initial gear for free. Yeah, but then um, then they have to buy new gear, so that helps people out. And we help them get into college, so they can make enough money to buy your gear. So <laughs> I think it, I think like uh, it helps grow that in that sense. And then like a lot of action sports, um, specifically when I think of not skateboarding so much anymore, but, when, but definitely when I was a kid and snowboarding still are really white. You know, there's not a lot of kids of color doing it. And so by getting these kids into it, you're able to like diversify who's actually up on the mountain and what that looks like and what it means to be on the mountain and like that just that can blow people's mind and have you have different interactions up there and meeting different people from all over which will enrich the life of everybody that's meeting people like that you know like in 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 TSB we try to have a mix of like like what people like to call the average middle class kid which I don't think really exists I think everybody has lots of challenges that they're facing um, regardless of the economic background and then we have a lot of kids who are like with the reduced free lunch cats and being able to mix together and see how they what their lives are like, but how they're similar has this really dope effect on the kids to where they just they stop looking at 
try to, or, or purposely trying to notice the differences between them and try to figure out where they can bridge and how they can grow together. And I think uh, as you put more and more, as the as mountains become more and more diverse, well, the people are going to naturally do that, get more ideas, get new sicker tricks, maybe new clothing companies, new everything. Like everything will be like, I mean, just the more people you have involved in something, the bigger it gets and the more powerful it can become. For sure. I know a lot of the sports are struggling with participation. So and that's a huge thing is finding ways to engage new users, new participants for snowboarding, skateboarding, all of them. So what you're doing is huge. It's such a it's expensive to bring your family up to the mountain. So, mm. you know, like introducing young people to the mountain is like such a powerful thing because bringing up a family of four, putting two kids through lessons, getting all of the gear for all of that and then being parents who are like trying to board but not really getting to and so all those lift tickets that you had to buy like one day on the mountains is really really expensive. Mm. So, introducing teenagers through our program is, you know, not only getting them access and exposure, but but it's also like I know as I learned to snowboard as an adult with the service board. <laughs> um, I think I went up to the mountains one day when I was a kid and I would not have gone back. And I didn't think like as an adult that I could do that. Like I, I already was telling myself I can't do this. I like I'm too old to learn that. It's like it's beyond me. So when you're teaching teenagers, it just gives like again, you're just building the sport. We're just building who's who's showing up and growing that pie. I'm also hoping that it's not going to be like, like I'm primarily a skateboarder and there was like definitely this time when I was a kid when all the skate parks like disappeared and like there was nothing. Only thing you had was like animal chin and wherever little secret spot you and your homies found and like uh, I just don't ever want to see that happen again. So I feel like if we can keep keeping getting people involved in these different sports, specifically snowboarding and skateboarding, then that won't happen again. And people always, there will always be parks. You know, there's way more parks in Seattle now than there was um, two years ago, let alone 10 years ago. And I'm hoping like, you know, doing a small part to keep kids engaged in skateboarding and keep it growing and something that they'll want to do for the rest of their lives that will keep having more and more parks. That's crazy. It's, you know, you don't, people probably don't realize how much you guys really are doing um, for the industries. Uh, you know, aside from the service board, I know there are a lot of other organizations out there doing a lot of great things like what you guys are doing. Can, do you, can you list off a couple of those? Skate Like a Girl is really dope. Yeah, locally there's Chill and SOS, uh, Skate Like a Girl. Nationally, they're, like we're a part of an, a consortium of snow sports organizations that are serving youth just across the country trying to get them out. There's, yes, Stoked Mentoring down in L.A. There are a whole handful of places in, on the East Coast and in Canada. So there are a lot of people who are trying to get kids on the mountain. Very cool. And you just got back from an action sports conference, I think. Um, what was that all about? And I can't believe there's... I know that this exists. Yeah. Um, so you are now talking to a level three certified trauma-sensitive sports-based youth development coach. It's wow, three. That's, that's high power. <laughs> wow. Three, that's high power. Um, so I just got back from an Up To Us conference in LA, and we just spent four days talking about how powerful sports um, are in providing space for young people to grow life skills. So there are, there are a few different ways that that happens. Um, 
having like creating a safe space for young people to take risks. So on the mountain or in the skate park where they can try things and fail and try again and practice and get better. Just that building resilience and persistence in youth. Um, also, uh, you know, I think how many times our young people don't want to go up on the chairlift. They're totally af- afraid. They're terrified and just building courage. So all of that that happens on the mountain or in sports in general, uh, the teamwork, the 21st century, those skills that are like collaboration, critical thinking, plan B thinking, like coming up with a new solution on the fly. All of those things happen through sport. And there's a lot of research that's supporting that. So um, especially if you're thinking about young people who are dealing with uh, chronic trauma and like that's that's poverty, that's violence, that's, uh, you know, drug and alcohol abuse at home, all of those things are having long-term effects on our youth and their ability to handle stressful situations. So everything that's happening in the brain, sports is a really great tool to teach them to slow those processes down and have control of their emotions and their decision-making. It's clear that action sports, you know, do play a bigger role that maybe they're not getting the credit for. Um, Again, I'm Molly Hawkins. We're listening to Outliers. Again, I'm Molly Hawkins, and you are listening to Outliers. I have Ashley and Khalil from the service board, and we're talking about how action sports impact youth. You know, one thing that I'd love to talk a little bit about is this misconception of some of these sports. Mm. Skateboarding in particular gets a bad rap. Snowboarding does to a degree. You know, as well, I remember when I first started snowboarding, I transferred from skiing to snowboarding, and I was like 13, and I was getting yelled at. I was just this innocent little girl getting yelled at on the hill because I was a snowboarder for no other reason, you know. So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you can tell me a bit about that. Um. There's, especially in skateboarding, there's like this long-standing like perception of skateboarders being um, destructive to the place that they're at. Um, I think it comes from, one, not understanding context. Uh, a lot of people who got into skateboarding in the 70s and the 80s and 90s and even now, um, it was, they were in a situation where nothing else was speaking to them. And that feeling of having nothing that reflects you or that you can be a part of that you feel good about is really destructive to yourself. Yes, yeah. And you can, and sometimes people, when when something is, when they feel like they're being destroyed, um, almost all youth act out in some kind of way. Almost all humans do. But youth are usually a lot better at letting people know that there's something wrong with them, uh, even if we as adults don't recognize that that's what they're doing. And so, because people were trying to be like, hey, like something's not right. This isn't working for me. Um, People have, I mean, our country in general, as a culture, really vilifies youth. Mm-hmm. Like, teenagers yeah. are considered, like, kind of like, oh, it's youth crime, it's youth violence, it's youth this. And you have so much preoccupation with what a couple youth are doing wrong and very little talking about the youth that are, that are helping their community, doing community service, taking care of their little brothers and sisters, taking care of their parents, you know. Um, and so skateboarding, since it was primarily a youth thing, and, it was, and there were no skate parks, it, it got this idea of like these guys are running around destroying our property when it was I live in this town. I live in this city and there's nothing here for me. This little piece of wood and wheels transforms all this stuff that doesn't mean anything to me into into something I can use, something I can play with, something I can be proud of, something I can do with my version of ballet or whatever, you know, and that wasn't understood. So people just looked at it as a crime. It's vandalism. You're destroying things. You're breaking things. You're scraping up the side of this. This uh, sitting place that, well, I mean, like that birds <laughs> like poop on anyone, on. you know, like, it's like, <laughs> right. and um, and uh, that 
And that was that was really a travesty. Like I feel like in many ways, by taking that stance, people just alienated their kids even more mm-hmm. and alienated an entire generation. Fortunately, that was our generation, and we're adults now, and we're and we're not trying. We're trying not to make those same mistakes, right. you know. And so, like, I, that's why I feel like there's been this huge explosion of skate parks and like and like clothing lines and media that focuses on it. It's because all of us that grew up getting yelled at on to- on mountains, getting getting chased out of like the back of some store because it was the only place we had to like or outside of the store we weren't in the store but we were outside of the <laughs> store in the loading area and we get chased out of there all the time or out of yeah. the park and out of this and like trying to find a place where we can do what we love in a safe place and that perception it's just i think it's bigger than just those sports i think it's just a perception that people have of uh especially teenage youth in general that hmm. definitely needs to change so unfortunately these sports yeah if it was a bunch of older, rich people doing it, uh-huh. there would be a different perception. If if skateboarding or snowboarding started and it was like, oh, a 50-year-old uh, dudes did it at their country club, it would have a different perception. But because it was young cats, um, there was there, there's that always that idea. As soon as young people do anything, there's something's got to be something wrong with it. It's interesting too because skateboarding is one of the most accessible sports. Like you don't Ever. need a you don't need a practice space. You don't need a yeah. field. You, you don't, don't need, need equipment. I mean, you should always wear a helmet. <laughs> but, but like the the cost of the equipment is so much lower. It's not like lacrosse or football or you know any of those things that have to be organized by other people. And oh, yeah. when I think about you know what Khalil was saying. Um, about young people, if they're getting in trouble and it's like being associated with sport, it just really makes me mad because that's our responsibility as a community. We need to be providing safe, uh, positive spaces for our youth, like period. That's on us. So to like just create this this storyline about a group of young people that are doing bad things is like... <laughs> so now that, I mean, now that you guys are adults, we're adults and we have this opportunity to change that... You know, what are some of the cool things that you guys have done individually or through the service board? I, you know, I think I heard that you guys went to Street League down in that Portland. That was awesome. Um, what are some other things that you've opportunities you've created for kids? Um, well, I feel like our summer program, as far as skateboarding goes, is a big opportunity for a lot of kids. We have kids who've never skateboarded before in their life, and then kids who are like dedicated to the sport for the rest of their life, coming together, learning from each other, um, and it's dope. It's really dope because. We get to get people who never skated before really excited about it and understand why we're excited about it. I get to skate all summer and get better because like, <laughs> I broke awesome. my ankle one time and like lost all these tricks. And now like I get this excuse to keep working on them again. Um, and then uh, and then also with that comes this component where we're sitting around and we're having these discussions. We're doing art and stuff, but we're, we're having these real discussions and about everything, about all the things that happen in life that, that teenagers don't really get to talk to an adult about or have an adult they trust to talk about or adult they feel like won't look down on them. Like, I don't want to talk to my mom about it because I'm afraid she'll think I'm weird, you know? And so having those conversations around it are, um, are dope. They get to vocalize what it is they're feeling, get to know that they're being heard and realize that they have a lot of answers inside of them already. And, um, those are some of the things that I found the most rewarding from the summer program. Um, other things we've done is uh, our retreats, um, hooking people up with different like internships. But for me, like when I look back on it, when I'm old and I'm dried up, laying in my bed, and I'm about to go on to the <laughs> next planet or whatever happens, I'm gonna look back at those like those conversations um, that we had while we were eating lunch at a skate park, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna feel most proud about those. 
I think there's just something really powerful about learning things alongside students. And so that happens in the conversations. I know that both Khalil and I learned how to snowboard next to youth. We mm-hmm. like They were picking it up much more quickly than we were. And just how important it is for a young person to see an adult struggle and then and stick with it. And what, you know, modeling what what that looks like for a young person to show them that we're not always good at everything the first time and that you get better when you practice, just all those things that happen. But I also, working with youth has changed my life. I Mm -hmm. have so much pride in these young people. I feel like they're mine. (laughs) I call them mine. They're my kids. Um, And they are just outstanding. They're so much smarter than me and they're going to do so many incredible things. I love it. Your guys' energy just inspires me, just being around you and just knowing what you've done and what you've yet to accomplish in the future. You know, I could only hope that I could accomplish those things somehow in my short span on this earth. But also, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that would love to take part in, you know, organizations, try and do some of the things that you've and get they, they could if they wanted to. <laughs> well, tell how. What's the best way for people to learn about these organizations in their city? You know, wherever they are. Um, what you know. I mean, Google is a powerful tool. <laughs> Anything you're looking for, you can pretty much find it. You just got to be persistent. If you're in Seattle and you want to be involved in the service board, theserviceboard.org. Uh, go there. It's, it's all spelled normal, no hip hop letters, and uh, you can go on there, uh, become a volunteer, become a mentor. We do need more mentors. Um, especially men of color, if you're listening to this, like, sign up, you know. Um, think of all those times that you were young and you were like, man, I wish I had some older dude that was like me that I could talk to and then just be that guy. And uh, other, and then if you hit us up, we can also, like, let you know about our friends. But Skate Like a Girl is also out there, um, and they have a website. Yeah. Mm. What about some organizations on the national level? Nationally, I think a really good hub to look at if you're looking for um, especially sports-based programs, I would go to Up to Us, and that's up number two us.org. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is a really, like, you can put in that you're a volunteer wanting to connect, and that can show you nationally what uh, what organizations are, are around. Um, I, I Google, though, is, is a great tool. Community, youth, sports, Google. Bow. Awesome. And then would you say that's a great way for kids, you know, looking to try and get involved in a program like TSB? Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah. a great place for yeah. them to go And also well. ask your friends. Yeah. Like, ask around. Like, when I was a kid, I was like, man, I wish TSB would have been around when I was a kid. And not only was it there, oh, I've said but my it sister was in it. <laughs> and the only reason I didn't know is because I wasn't really asking her what she was doing. You know, like, yeah. so ask around. Ask your friends. What are they cool. doing? If you see somebody who's like, oh, man, this Sunday I'm so tired because we were snowboarding. Well, you ask them how they go snowboarding. Was that their parents or was it a program? If you see somebody getting involved in something that you think might be cool or you really want to try out, ask them how they're doing it and get in there and do that. And if asking other human beings is difficult for you, and I understand like we're all different kinds of people, um, then that's where Google comes in or Google as they say in France. And <laughs> I just want to add, you know, if you're thinking about getting involved, coming out of all this research, the single most important thing that I learned at this conference that I just got back from was that the the single factor that can make the biggest difference for a young person is to have a caring adult in their life. And that's that's powerful, right? Like any of us could be that caring adult. I could use a caring adult in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be your caring adult. Well, cool. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm inspired. I hope all you guys out there are inspired and 
Ashley, Khalil, thanks again for coming in today. For any of you interested in learning more about this organization or others, you can go to theserviceboard.org. Yep. Um, or there was also... Up to us with the number two. Perfect. Again, I'm Molly Hawkins, and you are listening to Outliers. Look forward to seeing you again next week. So you see, we have something here, which I will call not philosophy, except in the most ancient sense of basic.